This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. However, you're enjoying it. Uh, thank you very much. I am. I'm in a good mood today. I am. It, it feels like summer is here. It feels like the summer. It feels like we have ended the long winter of our discontent, and things are good. Um, I don't know how things are where you guys are. Uh, where I'm at in rural Ohio. Um, you know, every business now has the signs up that, you know, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. You know, you can kind of tell by when you look at the vaccination rates for your county and then you go to Kroger and see how many people aren't wearing masks. You're like, well, there's a lot of liars around here. But either way, I mean, you know, I again, you get the shot because you want to make sure that you're you're protected from stuff. And I understand there's a thousand layers of. Well, the shots, not upset, and I'm not getting into all that. What I will say is things are feeling normal. And it's nice. It's wonderful. Had a had a great, just a great weekend. Felt very summery. Got out, did stuff, had a good time. I'm loving it. I hope you are too. Uh, if you're not, you know, if other things are going on, I, you know, I hope things get better from that. But uh, it's great. It's great. Summer's great. We're here. Another great part of summer. We're finally getting into the latter stages of these playoffs, both NHL and NBA. And guess what? Guess where you can find the most action? That's right. DraftKings, my friend. DraftKings get skin in the game with DraftKings. They're offering free to play pools every day of the uh, basketball playoffs and the NHL playoffs, offering players a free shot up to ten thousand dollars in total prizes. That's up to ten thousand dollars in total prizes up grabs every day. The best part is that it is free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the draft, the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN. Again, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN, when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs, head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. All right, folks, getting into it. Um, I mean, the one thing that everybody's talking about at this point is what do the Blue Jackets do? Are we rebuilding? Are we trying to reload? Because, again, the way when Yarmo talked about it during the season when we traded this, oh, you know what? We haven't done beer of the week. Hawks Doom and Gloom Hard Rose Cider. This looks awesome. This is actually one of those drinks that I will be having in a smaller glass because that's uh, the kind of thing my wife likes. And I'm going to make sure there's some for her because you know what? That's what you do. Oh, it's so pretty. Nice and pink. It looks like a pink lemonade. It's a perfect summer drink. Look at that folks. Now I guess it's a little darker on camera. It's more pink to me. It looks, I think it looks more almost brand, almost Amber in the uh, thing there. What is You know, it's nicer in theory than in practice because uh, that doesn't taste much like anything. So Hawks, Doom and Gloom, I mean, 
if you want to have something to drink and you're not a beer drinker and you're going to like a party or a barbecue and you're like, hey, like you're the person who gets smeared off and people are like, hey, what are you getting smeared off? First of all, anybody, if you're hanging out with people who are making fun of you for what you drink, you just find a better class of friend <laughs> or, or talk to your friends about how to be better classes of friends. Um, no one should ever give you crap about what it is you're drinking. You drink what you drink because you want to enjoy it. But um, but if you're going to a thing and you know you know everybody's gonna have beers and you don't like beer and you're like yeah we're not gonna be pulling out the wine or the hard liquors you know something to hold that you don't think is gonna be a big deal well this tastes like nothing so so that's the positive review I will give it you want something that tastes like nothing Hawks Doom and Gloom anyway so what should the Blue Jacks do should they rebuild should they do the reload we all remember back in uh, the season. And we traded away Felino and we traded away uh, uh, David Savard. The term Yarma uses is re- reload, which at the time made a lot of sense. But now that we know that Seth Jones isn't going to resign, you got to ask yourself how much sense that makes. What are you going to do? You don't know. Uh, there's questions about, you know, do you do a full on teardown? Do you, you know, do we, because here's the thing if the Blue Jackets wanted to do a full on teardown, Remember that in 2012 for Rick Nash, they got Brandon Dubinsky, Artem Anisimov, uh, Tim Erickson, and a first-round pick. So that was four pieces. At this point, you've got Seth Jones with a one-year left on his deal. You've got Zach Wierenski where a team can negotiate an RFA deal. you got a Patrick Laine where a team can negotiate an RFA deal. And, and again, this is the rebuild people are talking about. This isn't a reload rebuild. This is a down-to-the-studs kind of rebuild. Uh, at that point, if you're trading all those guys, and again, I'm not saying anybody wants necessarily these trades to happen, but I'm just talking about if you're doing a full-on rebuild and you want to do it right, Cam Atkinson ain't going to be here when the team is good again if you're trading all those pieces. So maybe Cam wants out. Now, Cam loves this city. We love Cam for it. I'm not here advocating, oh, I want to get rid of Cam. But if you're trading all those other pieces, does Cam really want to spend the rest of his years in Columbus on a team that's, per, you know, uh, at least for the next two or three going to be a lottery team my thought is no my thought is cam would want to be traded so you get some stuff for cam the one that would hurt me the most is you you could get a lot for oliver bjorkstrand at this point you've got him on that five-year deal he's on a good cap number and everybody knows he's a good player so you could get a lot or or looking at the other side of it say you trade seth jones so you get another first round pick. So that means in a span of two seasons, you know, this season and next season, uh, if that first round pick is for next season, that'll be five first rounders you have. You know, if you're willing to trade five first rounders, there's a lot of good players out there. I think the Blue Jackets have enough assets that if they wanted to make a hard play at at, at a... Uh, At a Jack Eichel, they could do it. And and here's the thing. If from last season to this season, you say, okay, we lost to Seth Jones, but we got a Jack Eichel. This team feels closer. And then in the offseason, if you're like, okay, well, we got a Jack Eichel, and then we went out in free agency and got a, a Philip Deneau, who, who's a UFA out of, out, of the, out of the Montreal Canadiens after this season. 
and and you make another deal to get a defenseman, or maybe hey, maybe you draft a defenseman with that fifth pick. Maybe you had to send that fifth pick to get Jack Eichel, but but all, again, it, with Seth Jones off the books, you've got some space. It, it depends on what you're getting back. I mean, it, here's the thing. In my opinion, where the Blue Jackets are at right now, and I, I titled this episode, it's like riding a roller coaster. What I mean by that is when you get on a roller coaster, you get in, you put on the, the, the put down the belt strap, or you pull down the thing over your, you know, the thing over your shoulders, and then the car starts going. You're committed. You are not getting up and getting out of the roller coaster. You are committed till the end of the ride. That is how the Blue Jackets need to treat whatever it is that they do over the next three months. It's kind of like what I've said about what the Oilers should be doing with Connor McDavid. If the Blue Jackets say, you know what? We really think we want to reload. In my mind, that is an organizational decision that should affect what they do for the next three or four years. Because if they say we want to reload and they go and they trade for Sam Reinhart and that's it. And then they trade away Seth Jones and, and went, you know, the big get this season is, is Sam Reinhart. No, you did not go all the way. You did not actually go all in to get a player that you could build a team around and say, we think we can go win with this player now. This guy's our centerpiece. If you go and you get a Jack Eichel, then all of a sudden you've got a guy who's maybe a top five, 10 center in the league. Guess what should happen then? Then in my mind this team shouldn't be making a first round pick for the next five years. If you trade for a player like Jack Eichel that you would have five more years on every year, you would go all in. That's what I've been saying. The Edmonton Oilers should be doing with Connor McDavid. When you have those players, it's the reason as much as people make fun of them for the fact that they keep losing in the first round, the, and you can argue with me about who specifically the Maple Leafs went out and traded for. The fact that they did use every, you know, they did not, they didn't leave much in the way of powder dry and they just went out and got who they could get. It was the right move. It was most assuredly the right move. Because as long as you've got, because here's the thing, Austin Matthews, when he hits the end of his deal, he's a UFA. Austin Matthews is a player that I fully expect to not sign a sweetheart deal in Toronto and to maybe do something like go home to doubt to, to Phoenix or something like that. I, I don't know if I expect him to complete his career in Toronto. So what you do is when you had that player under contract, you go for it. That's what you do. And so that's what the Blue Jacks need to do. If, if they say, you know what, we're going to keep, we're going to go after it and get somebody, then you do it. You get a big name player. If you're saying you're reloading, you go get somebody like a Jack Eichel. And then every year you go all for it. But if you go the other way, if you say, you know what, we're kind of, we're moving on from Seth, but you know what, we're just going to kind of, we think the rest of the guys here deserve a chance to try and win. At that point, you've got a team going out there with, you've got a guy who I think could be as a number one defenseman in this league and Zach Wierenski, but you don't have a number one center. You know, you got a starting goalie. Um, in, in Elvis, but the, the problem is, it's not that you just don't have your number one center. You really don't have any, you don't have a good spine down the middle at all. And you don't have anything that fixes the problems you're getting with Patrick Line unless somebody, some coach just figures it out. So in my mind, that should be just like the roller coaster too. 
maybe better compared to one of those rides that just drops you down 500 feet. If you're going to rebuild, go for the rebuild. Just embrace it. I, I What I want to see this summer out of this team is for them to just go for it one way or another. Either you say, you know what, we've got a lot of young assets, let's go get somebody, and then let's spend the next five years trying to win with them. Or you move on, and you're done. And, and you, you trade you know, all the good assets, and you rebuild from scratch. I think I will be happy as a fan if they go either one of those ways. If we come out of this offseason and we trade Seth Jones, and then the, the one guy we get is a, you know, we sign a Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and then that's it. Yeah, and, and we don't trade away other guys. We don't make a move to either, you know, vastly increase what our what our draft what our future capital is going to be as in draft picks and prospects, or we don't vastly increase our talent pool for right now to win. No good. We gotta go big one way or the other. Gotta go big one way or the other. All right. Sportsnet had an interesting little piece kind of going over uh teams they thought might be interested in Seth Jones. And and when you look at each one of these teams, it really kind of depends on where you think the Blue Jackets are going with it. Uh, most of these kind of fit more in with the rebuild aspect. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings are one that seems to have had some interest. Um, the thing is, what they have is a lot of young forwards and prospects. What's mentioned in the Sportsnet article is Quentin Byfield. My guess is if the Kings are trading for Jones, so they think they can start winning again soon. And I would think Quentin Byfield's part of those plans. Now, would I not? I wouldn't mind getting a Quinton Byfield for a for a Seth Jones. I would love that. That would be great. I honestly think I could be really close to just doing that deal one for one, and I would be happy. But I don't think the Kings would do it. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks. I I don't know if they have enough for you. Um, they don't have a lot of star power on their team. They want to give up for a good player right now, so you're not reloading for a team today. Which again, when you're trading Seth Jones, you're going to be getting futures. And I don't think their futures are anything that are they're at home about. They seem to always have good players coming with the system, so we'll see. But um, they mentioned Edmonton. I don't. Again, this would be something where they must, they would just have to be trading out of their organizational depth as far as draft picks and stuff because they don't have anybody else their team. They're going to want to give up. The Flyers are an interesting discussion. Um, the Flyers would love to get stronger on defense if they think they could sign him. They, I think they would take it. And uh, there's a lot of rumors that Nolan Patrick wants out of Philadelphia. And that would be a great sign if you're looking at doing the rebuild, getting a good young, a young center that you think you can develop. I, that's a deal I could be behind in, in, and I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't make that a one for one deal by any means, but if the centerpiece of the deal is Seth Jones for Nolan Patrick and say like a second and then a fourth or something, I think I could deal with that. The idea of you're getting picks and a guy who might potentially be one of those centers you can build around. I think that's a deal I could live with. Uh, Montreal. The thing is the players that I want from them, they're not giving up. Um, They'll have plenty of cap space for re-signing him. But the thing is, you want some of their centers, and I don't think they're giving them up after what's happening in this playoffs. I don't think they're giving up a Suzuki and a Kakaniemi and all that. I don't think that's happening. The Detroit Red Wings, they list, I would be kind of shocked. Um, 
in this article says I wouldn't be all too surprised if Steve Yeisman Yeisman decided to make a pick, but I would be giving away a bunch of futures for a player that you've got signed for one more year. That doesn't sound very Detroit Red Wings. And then the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Um, I, I could definitely see that happening. But again, the question there becomes, uh, the name that's been thrown around a lot is a Mitch Marner. Here's my feelings on that. If the trade were straight up one for one, Seth Jones for Mitch Marner, that does not fit what I want to see this summer. Mitch Marner is a great player. Let there be no doubt. I think Mitch Marner is a spectacular player. That being said, do I think that Mitch Marner is at that same thing with of a Jack Eichel where, okay, now I've got that centerpiece. Now it's time to go all in over the next five years. No, no, I do not. I just don't. He's not a center. Um, he, he produces a lot of points, but at the same time, he produces points and he's had John Tavares and, and Austin Matthews playing center for him. I mean, I, I, what I need, if I'm going to say this is something that can go forward, is I need a player who drives everything, who's great, and who I think might be able to shore up the fact that I've got a player like a Patrick Line who just sit, can't seem to, to create stuff on his own at this point. And, and again, maybe that's asking too much, but in my mind, if I'm going to the Leafs, I want first, I want futures, I want all that. Um, cause I just, uh, Marner does not fit that real role now that, you know, you're not going to get Jones, you know, you're not going to get like a Seth Jones for Jack. You're not trading Jones directly for who you would want. If something happened, like say the blue jackets send two first this year, one first next year and, and Liam foodie to Buffalo for Jack Eichel. And then they trade Toronto one for one Seth Jones for Mitch Marner. Then it's spectacular. That's, that would be amazing. Because then you have those two on a top line that is going to terrify folks and you still have places to go and different things to do. So that's kind of what we're talking about here. So uh, let me get a word in from our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network and, uh, and we'll be right back here. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, heya, and previet, hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to keep updated on all of the latest news, scores, or standings from across the European hockey world, you want to get some insight from some very interesting guests discussing their stories with hockey and how the sport grows around in Europe in different interesting places, or if you want to keep updated with all of the leagues across Europe that are either playing, have been suspended, cancelled, delayed indefinitely, then do check out our latest episodes of the Europuck Podcast every Friday as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We have a YouTube channel, the Europuck Podcast, and you can listen to us wherever else you get your podcasts. So check us out every Fridays and we'll see you there, folks. All right, last thing we're going to talk about on this week's show. Uh, the draft lottery happened this weekend or this week. Uh, would have made a bigger deal, but obviously the Blue Jackets have gone like one overall, but they got fifth, which is exactly where they were slotted to go. So in my mind, it's 
you know, that that's a fine result if you're a Blue Jackets fan. Um, the number one thing in the draft lottery is you don't want to drop. Anything you get after that is gravy, but it didn't happen. So we're, you know, we didn't drop some. I can live with that pretty well. Uh, NHL.com put out a mock draft based on that. There are two different writers. I'll, I'll read who they mentioned for the Blue Jackets. Uh, one of the writers said a Simon Edvinson, a defenseman from Fralunda. Uh, this is what he wrote about him. His outstanding blend of size, skills, and smarts is reminiscent of Blue Jacks defenseman Seth Jones. His skating is effective in getting pucks out of his zone, and he's elusive with it in creating offensive chances for himself and his teammates. Uh, the other writer for NHL.com mentioned William Eklund, left winger from uh, Dejargen. Dejargen? I'm not going to pronounce that right again. More Swedes. Eklund plays bigger than his frame, 5'10", 176, with good speed, puck skills, and vision. He was named Rookie of the Year in the SHL after scoring 23 points, 11 goals, 12 assists, averaging 15-29 of ice time in 40 games. He was expected to play for Sweden at the World Championship, but an injury sustained during an exhibition game sidelined him for the tournament. Uh, so, I mean, what does this mean for the, you know, what is it for the Blue Jackets? Um, this year's draft is kind of a strange one, um, but it looks like there's going to be, because, again, they haven't seen these guys as much, but, I mean, they've seen him before this season. They've seen some other things. If you're doing the rebuild, there's there's a chance to get high-end talent here. That's what you need. That's what you're going to need. Even if you're not doing a rebuild, I mean, you got a chance at high-end talent. I, you don't trade that fifth pick unless you are getting something good in response. So so we'll see where it goes. Um, there's still a lot to happen, a lot to happen going forward in these playoffs. So we'll see where that goes. But do want to thank you all for watching, listening, subscribing, however you do it. Do appreciate it. Um, thank you very much. And as always, go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.